Hi, I'm Greg Eulen with Reynolds & Reynolds, and this is Connected. Today, I get to sit down with Chris Walsh, president of Reynolds. Chris has been on the podcast a couple times before, but today is, is a special episode, obviously the week of NADA, and we announced that we're unveiling a new logo and a new brand presence at the show this year. Um, so, Chris, thanks so much for, uh, for joining and sitting down to talk for a little bit. It's great to be here, Greg. Yeah. Um, okay. So take us back. Maybe we can start, uh, go back to January of 2022, right? You were named president of Reynolds of Reynolds, and you really leaned into three core pillars for us to focus on as a company. It started with our product set, right? Obviously what we're putting out into the industry for our customers, um, the success of our customers, ensuring that they're as, as profitable as they can be and, and successful as they can be, however they define that. And then industry relations and having a better presence in the industry, a bigger presence in the industry and sharing more. Um, so maybe start by talking a little bit about the work we've accomplished in the last 12 months and uh, and kind of where we've gotten to. Well, I mean, if you think about those three things you mentioned, I mean, there it's easy to, to say those things. To actually go out and execute on those things is a whole different matter. I mean, if you just think about changing how a company operates with its customers, I mean, that's a, you know, that's a massive undertaking when you consider you've done things a certain way for a certain period of time and, uh, you know, to make a big shift. And to do that differently, you know, is, is um, you know, it's a big project. Yeah. And it involves, you know, cultural shifts. It involves, obviously, the shifts in how we operate. And it also involves shifts in uh, product development and how we looked at our product set and what's the best, uh, you know, product set to help our customers be successful. So the, uh, you know, the past 12 months, I am, you know, really happy with, you know, the speed at which we executed those things and the results that we've seen uh, from, internal and external, you know, uh, internal customer, internal associates and external customers. I'm really happy with, you know, where we are with that. It was a, a big project. And I thought I felt like we moved really quick, which is something I really wanted to do. And, and uh, I got some results quickly as well. Yeah, absolutely. And and one of the shifts that um, stands out to me, uh, talking with you and, and also Dave Bates, and you guys, uh, early on, you did kind of a, a tour of, of the nation, essentially, yeah. talking to customers and talking to prospects and just getting a better feel for um, where we are, where people see us, how they see us. And uh, a lot of what you shared, and, and I remember a conversation with Dave early, and I just had this conversation with him at lunch a couple of weeks ago. He said, you know, early on, we set out and we said, if, if we get to the point where it's not me and Chris walking around telling dealers that we're changing it's dealers telling each other that we have changed that's when um, that's when something substantial's happened and and he said you know what we're we're there. Everybody I talked to says, you know, I heard of my 20 group. I heard from another dealer. Um, you guys are different. So tell me about that. And and that's rewarding to hear because you're right, you know, 12 months isn't a very long time. Uh, but to be able to make a shift and, and multiple shifts in multiple places uh, in that amount of time is pretty impressive. Yeah. So, I mean, we felt like, I mean, to just to go back to the beginning, we felt like in order to better serve our customers, we had ideas and what we could do there. Certainly, you know, the, the relationship we have with them was part of that. You know, the products, the way we support them, you know, there's multiple pieces to this puzzle. So we felt like we had a pretty good grip on it, but we also felt like we needed to get this validated. We needed to hear from our customers, you know, what do they think about, you know, where we're really, really good and, you know, where there are opportunities that we could help them even more uh, than we already are. And uh, as we started doing this, you're right. Dave, we were, we're, on, we're on an airplane, and, and Dave said, you know, I think when people start talking about us, that's when we'll know, you know, we've, we've kind of made some progress. So like, as an example, we had a large customer in the Innovation Center last Friday, and I was talking to the, the COO 
uh, at dinner the night before it. And he mentioned that, you know, he said, I said, I've heard about, you know, what you guys are doing differently. And, you know, we've been a Reynolds customer for decades. And I can tell you, I've seen a dramatic difference in the relationship that we have. It was good before, but now we feel like it's on the path to great. And it was fantastic to hear him say this to me, kind of unsolicited. And we're starting to hear things like this, uh, customers talking amongst themselves, and we're hearing, you know, those types of comments. So it's it validates what we're doing. I'm proud of the team for how we executed, and it's fantastic to hear. Yeah, yeah, no, that's great. That's great. Um, so let's talk a little bit too, Chris, about some of the work that we've gotten done from a product development perspective. So when I get to talk with dealers, and I, I, I do fairly often, as you do, um, you know, there's, there's really three common themes that seem to come up over and over again. Um, and there's a lot of pressures, you know, weighing down our industry. There's a lot of stuff externally. There's a lot of stuff that's self-imposed internally. Uh, but the three things that just seem to be kind of coming up over and over again are dealing with a hybrid car buyer, right? So somebody online to in-store to wanting to sign remote and some combination of those, uh, figuring that out and to make it a seamless process. And then in fixed stops, everybody's got capacity issues, right? They don't have enough bays. They don't have enough techs or, or probably both. Um, so how do you expand capacity without building a new building or, or extending hours even further? And then the third thing is really around cash flow and, and getting precise control of cash flow. Um, you know, as, as prices have gone up and margins have gone up, there's been a, a decent amount of cash influx into the industry and in for dealers. So it's really put a spotlight on how much cash is just kind of sitting out there. So um, I guess pick where you want to go with that, but um, talk a little bit about the uh, the progress in, in those areas with a, from a product perspective too. Yeah, well, I'm, I mean, I'm really happy with, I think our product team has been, you know, really heads down working on this for, you know, well over uh, probably a year and a half or almost <clears throat> two years now, because we really felt like, you know, if, if the industry is going to move to more of an online model, and, and we're already seeing it right now, we're not seeing a ton of people, going from chat to actually buying a car and signing online. We're not seeing you know that happen, but we are seeing more happen online than has ever happened before. And we felt like because you've got that hybrid model that there was still a lot of kind of friction, you know, when a customer moved from online to in-store and asking for repetitive information or prices not kind of matching up with what they saw online. And we felt like that was a that was going to be a big problem for customers. So we kind of tried to look at this through the lens of a consumer, you know, and what is it like for them when they move from uh, online to in-store and how can we plug those gaps? How can we make it seamless? How can we make, you know, payments match throughout the entire process? And, you know, we're there, you know, right now. And we are, uh, well, I'm, at least I am extremely excited to show this at NADA. This is going to be a big part of NADA for us and our retail anywhere strategy. You talked a little bit about fixed ops uh, in there. And I think that fixed ops is a is another one that's going to that's going to evolve. And, and we need to make sure that our products are, are suited for a customer to be able to, as you use, you know, meet their customers, you know, whether they're online or in store or a combination of both. I mean, I think in service, customers are looking for convenience. They're looking for speed and they're looking for information. They want to be kept up to date with what's going on with their vehicle and where their vehicle is, you know, in the process. And you're right, dealers are are challenged right now. Finding techs is getting, uh, you know, more and more difficult. Uh, you know, they are in many cases space constrained. So how can we help, you know, uh, improve that workflow? And when I say workflow, I'm talking about, you know, it starts with a consumer, you know, making a service appointment right. online. That's part of the workflow. And then when it flows into the dealership, how can we enable advisors to better serve those customers so that, 
they feel like it's a different process. The uh, the associates, you know, love the process. So that's going to transfer into, you know, how the consumer feels about it. So, you know, we're excited about that. And then you talk about, you know, the third parties outside of that. I mean, we can take a deal, you know, a car deal from, you know, chat from the inception, you know, of a deal, the very beginning, you know, of a deal to having a fully funded, you know, deal like nobody else can in a seamless way. And you mentioned cash flow and, and you know, uh, you know, because of the last couple of years, you know, dealers have more cash than they always have been. But we all know that things are not always going to be the way they are today. So how can we help them, you know, be more efficient in that process and better manage their contracts and transit? And I think going through this process that we've built, this seamless process is going to allow them to get a deal funded in hours instead of in days, which is going to help improve their cash flow, not just now, you know, going forward. So it's a it's a, compl- a complete workflow across really every part of a dealership that's going to make them more efficient and, and more effective in serving their customers and providing that better experience. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And and one of the things too that you hit on there was um, you know funding the deal and, and e-contracting essentially. And something that stands out to me that I I think can go overlooked, but it's it's a really important piece is you know the work that goes on from everybody involved in that transaction. Right? It's not you certainly have the the software and the tools at the retail level, and that's an absolute requirement. And and you know really the the starting point and the finishing point. But to get a fundable deal um, in an e-contracting world. You have to work with a lot of different partners, a lot of different players in the industry. You have, you know, Route One, you have lenders, you have attorneys to make sure everything's compliant. And what we've been able to accomplish that you were kind of describing, uh, to me, speaks volumes to working together collaboratively uh, throughout the industry to really, you know, change the way business can be done and to have a really big impact. Yeah, I mean, you're you're 100% right. So, I mean, yeah, it takes a lot to make this work. And you mentioned, you know, partners we have like Route One. You can also throw 700 credit in there as part of the credit application process and making sure that that's seamless. Certainly financial institutions and how can we better work with uh, financial institutions, you know, aftermarket, you know, organizations, uh, you know, that are part of that, you know, process. So I think we've done a much better job than we have in the past you know, collaborating with organizations like that to help build because you got the software and that's great. But the software doesn't work if unless you're working well with all these other entities out there. And we've done, you know, a fantastic job with that. Uh, I want to I want to continue to push our organization to be better and better in that area and to work with more and more companies uh, that can help make that workflow better. But uh, real happy with what we've come up with there. And uh, that's another part of NADA that we're really excited about, you know, kind of unveiling and and showing to our our customers and our prospective customers. Yeah. And and something I've noticed as well, just to kind of layer into that, um, is the input from the dealer body too, right? And really partnering on that front. They're the linchpin, right? The dealer body is what makes all this stuff a reality. And uh, we all, us included, need to make sure we're getting input and working collaboratively with um, all the dealers out there to create the, the best process and the best products available. So it, um, I don't know, it's pretty exciting to me how much has been done in the last 12 months and, and just the prospect of what, uh, what can be accomplished in the future. So um, go ahead. Yeah, and I was just going to say, you know, I kind of failed to mention, you know, you kind of got me thinking about when you mentioned the dealer body. Yeah. So, you know, you think about, you know, all the things I talked about were kind of software related. But, you know, what I what I didn't mention is, you know, all the work that we do in making sure, I mean, there's going to be a form that gets signed by a customer in order to buy a car. And that form can be done, you know, in person, you know, wedding signature, 
or through our, our DocuPad product, uh, or it can be done, you know, um, online. You know, where they're they're fully enabled to do those kinds of things. So, how do we make sure that our forms, all the forms that are required, uh, in order to make that deal a fundable deal and a deal that's going to be accepted by the financial institution, how do we make that you know be a compliant deal? And we've created a whole new team on the form side because we know that forms compliance is such a critical you know piece of this, but it's also a really complicated piece. So, working with Dealers is really important to make sure they understand where they are and where they aren't compliant in this area. Uh, we have to work with state associations uh, to make sure, because every state has different kind of guidelines around these kinds of things. We have to work with financial institutions because they have rules around what's compliant, what can be signed electronically, what can't be signed electronically as you move you know, forward into a, 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 a more uh, you know, a digital uh, you know, contracting era. And so it's been all these pieces that have to come together in addition to the other pieces that that I referenced that we really kind of, I feel like we kind of really rallied around it as an organization and looked at everything we can do, every possible way that we can make that a better process for retailers, which in turn makes it a better process for customers, which is really the end state that we're all trying to get to. Yeah, that's great. That's great. So let's tie that all back to and maybe circle back around on this rebrand, this new logo, this new brand presence. Um, uh, talk a little bit with all that background and context you provided uh, about, again, why why do it? Why is it important and, and why now? Well, I think it's important just because, you know, we're in a, you know, kind of a state of, um, you know, almost organized chaos in, in automotive right now where there's so much change going on. It's And it's all happening, you know, very, really rapidly. I've been in the business for, um, I think, 36 years now. It's a little tough to keep count once you get past about 20 or 25. Um, but, uh, you know, I've seen a lot of change happen, but the change has always happened in like these kind of longer time frames, you know, it, and it's a, it just evolved over a longer period of time. Well, now, I mean, this is true in every part of our world, you know, things are changing, but the change is happening, you know, much more rapidly and people are expecting things to be different, you know, much more rapidly. So, uh, to, to go back to what we talked about in the beginning, I felt like, you know, in order, you know, to meet the evolution of where the industry, you know, is going and in order to better provide our customers with tools to enhance the customer experience, because at the end of the day, that's really what this is all about. You know, how can we enable our customers to provide a better experience for their consumers? That is the critical, you know, inflection point that we're at right now. And that's the part that has changed the most. That's the part that's going to continue to change the most. And, and I felt like the timing to do what we did couldn't have been more perfect based on, you know, those inflection points and those changes that are occurring. And, uh, you know, so I'm just I'm just thrilled with, you know, where we are and, and, and also where where we're going, because I view this as, you know, kind of a journey for us. We are we are not where we where I want us to be today. And to be, be honest with you, I don't know that we'll ever be, you know, exactly where I want us to be. I think we should always look at it that way and, and continue to raise the bar and how we can help our customers, you know, be more successful. Because I do feel like retailers right now need companies like Reynolds and Reynolds more than they ever have uh, in their lives. And that's why we're looking to, you know, to do the things that I talked about, but also to expand the portfolio of products and, and services that we have so that we can plug additional you know, holes in the process that have either been there for a while and never been plugged, or some of these are, are new things that have kind of popped up as the industry has changed that, oh, this has become, 
you know, an issue for us? And how can we, you know, do a better job of providing them the ability to handle those kinds of things uh, that they weren't, you know, didn't have that ability before? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and a lot of what you're talking about it really stands out to me, and, and I and I love it because um, you're talking about a lot of the work that we've done. You're talking about a lot of the needs of our customers. You're talking about the future, um, and, and to me, that really speaks volumes to the fact that you know this this rebrand isn't just something we're doing to do it. Right? There's there's meaning. There's purpose. You don't you don't do these types of things on a whim. Right? It signifies a. a change in activity. It signifies, you know, change in intent. It signifies something important and something meaningful. Um, and what you're talking about, or what I'm hearing at least, and maybe, you know, I don't want to put words in your mouth, so correct me if I'm wrong, but, um, you know, what I'm hearing is this rebrand is a reflection of the work that we've done. We did the work first and we're continuing to do the work. And that's, that's the priority. The rebrand is really a reflection of, of that work and, and who we've become today and kind of who we're, we're targeting to be in the future. Is that fair? Yeah, I mean, it's. It, I think you know, if you look back, it really started, you know, probably two years ago with a new leadership team in place and the decision to kind of look at how we can be a better company and how we can better serve our customers and how we can help them better be be more uh, be more successful. But it's really accelerated the last you know twelve months. But it's you know this is a this is a commitment to uh, you know a, a new kind of company uh, in my in my eyes and a new way of you know, um, kind of cohabitating in the industry, helping our customers be more successful. And, uh, you know, the marketing side of this is, I mean, it's certainly important to, you know, to help to have sure. a marketing organization that, you know, kind of takes your messages and makes them concise and, and impactful and, and broadcast that to the world. That's certainly a critical part, you know, of what we're doing, but this is not a marketing, you know, program. This is, you know, a company-wide initiative, you know, to better serve the industry and to, you know, help us get to the next chapter uh, in automotive. And, you know, marketing's part of that. But this is, you know, everybody in this company is, you know, is pulling on the oars from, you know, the people that, you know, recruit associates, you know, that that's really the the first part, right? Yeah. To get the best best talent, you know, that we can in the company. And then once they're, you know, in the company to deploy them into the right job. So they're building, you know, the best products possible based on what the industry is doing. And they're supporting those products. Uh, and they're certainly selling those products and marketing those products. And, you know, uh, the, our technology team that helps, you know, build the infrastructure that makes all this possible. So everybody's really, you know, rowing on the oars here or pulling on the oars here, you know, to make everything work. So this is not just sales. This is not just marketing. This is the entire company. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's it's fun, you know, as you look at it and as we unveil this uh, here Friday at the show, um, you know, it really does speak volumes to solidifying kind of who we are as a company today. Right. We've, we've solidified our, our place in history for sure. And, and we're solidifying who we are as a company today and and our vision for the future and, and really the future for us, but also for auto retail. So um, it's great to hear kind of your perspective on it. And I appreciate you sharing. Um, before we hop off, though, you know, Chris, it's, it's been fun as always. But uh, what else you want to talk about maybe that we we haven't that we um, that we should or anything else you want to touch on before we we jump off well i just think you know it, you know as we look back to what reynolds used to be and what reynolds is now and and you can go back you know a long time ago i mean we're a company that sold technology and and we've sold business forms and we dabbled in some other areas so for a while it was kind of hard for the industry and even i think ourselves to kind of define who it is that we are and, and what it is that that we do, and and I was kind of going through some uh, some some old uh, marketing material 
that I had in my office, and, and I found this. Um, so we know we know Reynolds World, you know, and you guys are the ones that have done this as this, uh, you know, digital uh, communication that we give out, you know, to to our associates. But you know, it, it, a lot of people don't know this, but you know, it used to be a, an actual you know newsletter kind yeah. of uh, product. And so I found this uh, from 1966. And you know, so I'll just, is it okay if I just read a little excerpt sure. from here? Uh, it says, uh, today Reynolds is a leading information management company with an organiza- organization-wide passion for maximizing the total business results of our customers. And so that was kind of our tagline back there. And so when I think about it, you know, the, the key messages there, I think, still resonate today. You know, it, it's all about, you know, the business results of our customers. That's where we were focused then. That's where we're going to be focused, you know, 26 years later. Yeah. You know, as we think about moving forward, it's still about our customers uh, and and helping them serve their consumers. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, and that one was uh, uh, 96, right? 90, I'm sorry, what did I say? 1966. Which oh, was 1966. I wasn't even around. Even more impressive. But I wasn't around in 1966. Okay. Well, I was two. <laughs> no, that's good stuff. All right, well, Chris, thanks, uh, thanks again for sitting down and talking. Definitely appreciate it. Uh, looking forward to seeing you out in Dallas at the show, um, and I uh, can't wait for can't wait for a good show. Yeah, we can't wait for any day. I, I can't get there soon enough. We're excited to talk to customers and just be in that environment uh, and the excitement that NADA brings. Every single year, you know, it's a big event for us, our biggest event of the year. And, uh, you know, can't wait to get there. All right. Well, thanks again. And uh, we'll talk soon. Thanks, Greg. Take care. See ya. Well, it's always an exciting week, the week of NADA. Uh, extremely grateful to Chris Walsh for sitting down and chatting about everything that we have coming at the show that we're releasing on Friday. Uh, can't wait to see you there if you're going to be there. Uh, don't forget, you can always watch or listen to episodes of Connected on YouTube, Apple, or Spotify podcasts. And make sure to hit subscribe so you're notified every other week when new episodes are released. Thanks so much, and we'll see you in two weeks. 